0: We're now less than a month away from pitchers and catchers reporting and spring training getting underway. It seems like the offseason is dwindling down, and most of the big work is done for a lot of teams. So, thought it's a good point to take a look at the offseason for the Atlanta Braves and go ahead and give a grade to Alex Anthopoulos, the GM of the Atlanta Braves. Has he done enough? There wasn't a lot to do coming into the offseason, but some of those question marks that were there when the offseason began still. Remain so we'll talk about that. Has the team improved and what are your grades for Alex Anthobos' offseason as well? We'll discuss that on this episode of Locked On Braves. So let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Lockdown Braves, part of Lockdown Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball, so make sure you check out my website, shortstopball.com, where you can see some of my other work. Make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at lockdown underscore Braves. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback that you have for the podcast. How can I make this podcast better experience for you? As I'm always looking to make this Interactive with the listeners. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube if you're new. Hit that thumbs up button if you're watching that video to help support the show. And as always, thank you for making Lockdown Braves your first listen of every day. On today's episode, we are going to go ahead and give our off-season grades for Alex Anthopoulos and the Atlanta Braves. Know there's still a good bit of off-season left, but now that we're less than a month away from pitchers and catchers reporting. I feel like there aren't many major moves left to be done for the Atlanta Braves. We may see some smaller minor league type deals. Maybe we see the bench improved. Maybe we get another veteran shortstop in there for insurance for Vaughn Grissom. But I don't think there's a big, significant move happening the rest of the offseason. So I thought it's a good time now to go ahead and give our offseason grades, talk about what's transpired over the offseason and where the Braves are. And let's start by going back to the beginning of the offseason and talking about the biggest needs for the Braves coming into the offseason. And by far, the biggest need was shortstop. Uh, The biggest question mark was shortstop coming into the offseason as Dansby Swanson was a free agent and obviously wasn't sure if they were going to be able to bring him back or if they decided to go with Vaughn Grissom of the future at the position. As it stands right now, Vaughn Grissom, is going to be your everyday shortstop, either he or Lando Arcia. The plan now is for those two to battle it out in spring training. So as far as off-season needs go, nothing was really done outside of the organization to address the shortstop position. Instead, it looks like they're hoping to fill that internally. So whether or not you think that need has been taken care of, that is fully up for interpretation at this moment. I think Alex... Anthopolis and the Atlanta Braves feel like that need has been addressed, but even as they have said, it will be determined in spring training. Von Grissom is going to have to earn that job, so we may not know until the season begins if the shortstop need has been addressed or not. The other big need that was needed this offseason was an upgrade in left field. It is no question that left field was the biggest black hole for the Atlanta Braves in the 2022 season. In fact, they ranked 29th in all of baseball in war, according to Fangraphs, with a negative 0.7 war. I mean, they were pretty much close to top 15 at every other position, and they were top five at several positions even. But left field was one that certainly stuck out in a bad way for the Atlanta Braves last year. And you knew it was a spot that they would need to address this offseason. And once again, it's a position that hasn't really been addressed. They've made some marginal moves that will hopefully improve the position. And I think they're hoping that some of the players will bounce back. Who had a bad year last year, namely Eddie Rosario, who had pretty much a lost 2022 season. So, you can say that the two biggest needs for the Braves coming into the offseason by far were shortstop and left field, and nothing was really done to address either position. Now, having said that, and that sounds bad, and it's it's not great, but there wasn't a whole lot of worry coming into this offseason, and I you know, said this on the podcast. Others have said it as well. If the Braves did nothing this offseason and went into 2023 with the roster they had going into the offseason – I still would have picked them to be a postseason team. I still would have thought that they could contend for an NLEs title and perhaps even a World Series championship. And it's not like the Atlanta Braves did nothing. We'll talk about the moves that they did make. But there's no denying the fact that the two biggest needs for the Braves coming into the offseason were shortstop and left field. And neither one of those have really been addressed. They brought in you know, Sam Hilliard, Jordan Luplow for left field as some platoon partners in case Eddie Rosario doesn't have a bounce back season. Maybe we see Marcelo Zuna out there. I don't think so, and I hope not, but you know, those are really your options in left field right now. There's not a proven everyday guy at the moment that you can trust to put out in left field that you can say is going to do better than a negative 0.7 war in 2023. Now, I think Eddie Rosario will I think you will have somewhat of a bounce-back season, maybe a one-and-a-half, two-war type season, nothing spectacular, and the Braves don't need him to be spectacular. They don't need to get a lot out of left field. You look at last year, like I said, they ranked 29th in Fangraph's war from the left field position, and they won 101 games. But certainly, you're going to lose a lot at shortstop, no matter your opinion of Vaughn Grissom and what he's going to be you're going to lose a lot of wins at the shortstop position. Von Grissom's not going to be a six-war player like Dansby was last year. I would almost be willing to bet Dansby Swanson's not going to be a six-war player at that position again in his career, although I wish him all the best, no ill will. But because of that, you're going to need somebody to step up somewhere else to fill that gap, that loss, and you're hoping somewhat you're going to get better production out of left field. But still, neither one of those positions were addressed. Now, other offseason needs that weren't as big you know, bullpen, starting pitching depth. You know, bullpen, I think, has been addressed. I like the signings there. Uh, Nick Anderson, the trade for Joe Jimenez. There have been moves to improve a bullpen, and that's always an offseason need for every team. But that's something that can be addressed in season a lot easier than upgrading a shortstop position or even uh, upgrading. Outfield or corner outfielders are a little bit easier to upgrade. There's still a lot of solid outfielders on the free agent market um, that could be signed. Adam Duvall, before somebody says it in the comments or chat, is still out there and could be had. And I still don't know if that would be considered a huge improvement uh, for the left field position uh, this offseason. I'm not as big on Adam Duvall as a lot of you seem to be. I wouldn't mind the signing. Wouldn't hate it. I think he'd probably be better than Jordan Luplow. Uh, He'd probably be able to replace him, but it wouldn't be to me in my mind that, you know, solidified everyday left field or a huge upgrade. I mean, I think Adam Duvall is capable of giving you a two win season, especially with his defense in left field, perhaps a three win season. Uh, But it wouldn't be, you know, that significant move that perhaps some of us were hoping for. So those were the big needs going into the offseason. And again, shortstop left field still remain as big question marks going into the 2023 season. As of now, again, as I preface this at the beginning, there's time left, but it just seems like this is a roster, unless something just falls into Alex Anthopoulos' lap, that we're going into the season with. So um, those were the needs. We'll talk a little bit on the other side of what was done, because like I said, nothing really was addressed at the two biggest areas of need at shortstop and left field. However, That doesn't mean this team hasn't gotten better this offseason. Alex Anthopoulos has made other moves in order to do that, and we'll discuss those next. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting, info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From NFL, NHL, NBA, soccer, they have it all over at BetOnline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at Bet Online as well. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info and to bet responsibly. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. So in the first segment, we talked a lot about the moves that the Braves didn't make this offseason. Now let's focus on the moves that they did make. Um, And actually, before we do that, let's take a look at the subtractions. And this is my... If you're on YouTube, my pretty word format uh, that I have all this labeled out on. But the free agent subtractions this offseason, Dansby Swanson signed with the Cubs. Big deal. Kenley Jansen signed with the Red Sox. I thought he got a really good deal as well. Adam Duvall, Robbie Grossman are still out there. Again, players that I think would be solid. They wouldn't be huge upgrades, in my opinion, over what the Braves have. But there are still several really solid outfielders available on the free agent market players who were subtracted by trade catcher William Contreras traded to Milwaukee right-handed pitcher Justin Yeager traded to Milwaukee as well Kyle Muller Manny Pena Royber Salinas and Freddie Tarnock traded to Oakland all part of that deal for Sean Murphy Jake Odorizzi traded to Texas for Colby Allard and Cash Dylan Spain traded to Colorado for Sam Hilliard Jake Higginbotham and Justin Henry Malloy were traded to Detroit for Joe Jimenez. So those are all of these subtractions this off season. And just looking at that list in particular, you know, pretty big losses in Dansby Swanson and, and Kenley Jansen, and even Adam Duvall to agree a degree. I know he didn't have a huge impact last season. I've already said I'm not as high on him as others, but I still like him if used correctly as you know, a right-handed platoon bat and a defensive replacement late in games more so as a bench bat than an everyday player. I still think Adam Duvall has very good value, but I mentioned Dansby Swanson, a, a six win player last year. Kenley Jansen, while he had his struggles was still a really good closer for the majority of the season. He had that rough stretch where he blew several saves within like a 10 day span, but for the most part, Kenley Jansen was really good last year. So those are some big losses for the Braves. And even in the trades, you look at William Contreras, was an all-star for the Braves last year. And he gets dealt this offseason. So that's a big loss. And then, you know, a farm system that's already depleted. You traded the likes of Kyle Muller, Roy Salinas, who was somebody who rose up pretty big last year in the prospects' ranks. Freddie Tarnock, a guy that, you know, they paid a pretty good price for when they drafted him and has some upside. And Justin Henry Malloy as well, who was their top prospect at the time, according to many outlets. So Braves have had some big subtractions this offseason, not just from the major league roster, from what they had last year, but also at the minor league level. Now, with that, let's take a look at the additions from for this offseason. Free agent additions, not much to speak of here. Nick Anderson, Jordan Luplow, I do really like. The Nick Anderson addition, um, you know, you get him on a small deal. It's a no risk deal, but somebody who's been really good in the past. And I just like those types of moves for the bullpen. If he comes back and he's the guy that he was before, then that's a really good upside signing. If not, then, you know, it's not a big deal. It's a split contract anyway. So I uh, really like that signing. I like the Jordan Luplow signing, you know, again, not a lot of money. I believe that's a split deal as well but somebody who you know is a good right-handed bat has some good platoon numbers and can play solid defense as well again i would still probably take adam duvall if you could get him at five six million i would take him over jordan Luplow, but i still thought that signing definitely certainly at that price was a good one trade additions are where the braves have really made some upgrades this soft season they traded for colby allard early on that created some of that starting pitching or that, yeah, that starting pitching in depth. They also made the deal for Joe Jimenez, which I feel like was an overpay giving up Justin Henry Malloy um, again was the top prospect, which doesn't mean necessarily a ton for a farm system that is so down like the Braves, but I thought it was a big asset to give up for one year of a relief pitcher and, You know, as good as Joe Jimenez is, and he replaces some of that value that Kenley Jansen gave you last year, I get all that, but I still thought the price was rather hefty. Um, Not that I'm the biggest fan of Justin Henry Malloy and think he's going to be a future all-star, but I did think he had the opportunity. It was his first year really transitioning to the outfield, and it was not good. I watched several games on him. He did not look comfortable defensively in left field, but it was a transition year for him. Who's to say that he couldn't get better and be at least better than Eddie Rosario or Marcelo Zuna have been, who you've thrown out there the past couple of years. So that, to me, was an an overpay. I think it does make the Braves better in 2023 and, again, replaces that production you lose from Kenley Jansen going away. But I, I just will say on paper, I felt like that was an overpay, and I still believe that. Even if you don't think Justin Henry Malloy is the answer in the outfield long term, That was one of the Braves' best trade assets, and you gave it up for one year of a relief pitcher. Um, Now, the big trade, obviously, of the offseason was for catcher Sean Murphy. And, you know, this is the trade that really makes or breaks this offseason, and it's kind of hard to understand how it can make the team better because you had the best catching tandem in all of baseball last year with William Contreras and Travis Darno, but Sean Murphy does so much for you that you just can't visually see all the time when you're watching a game and you can't see it when you're just looking at a stat line and you're looking at his baseball reference page or even his baseball savant page. And I wrote an article over at shortstopball.com if you want to go check it out, looking at the real value for Sean Murphy. And I think it's going to be a huge upgrade. I think it's going to make a Big difference in shutting down a run, the run, opposing run game, which could be a lot more prevalent this year with the bigger bases and the pickoff rules. It's also, you know, calling a game, it's pitch framing, which he's one of the best at. All of those are going to help the Braves be better in other ways. Um, and the offense obviously came along big in the second half of last year. Hopefully, that's a trend that will continue. And he's getting into a better ballpark coming away from a really tough hitter's ballpark, especially for right-handed hitters. So this is the move of the offseason, acquiring Sean Murphy. So you look at these subtractions and additions again. You lose Dansby Swanson. You're replacing him with Vaughn Grissom. You know, that's a loss of probably three war there. You're losing Kenley Jansen. You're replacing him with Joe Jimenez. I think that's probably going to be somewhat of a wash, even though Jimenez is going to be pitching in probably lower leverage situations than what Kenley Jansen did. And then you look at Sean Murphy replacing William Contreras and Sean Murphy, as great as William Contreras was, and again, he was an all-star last year. Sean Murphy's one of the three best all-around catchers in the game right now. So I think that's an upgrade as well. You know, Jordan Leplow replacing Adam Duvall, Robbie Grossman, I think you could call that a wash. So I think in the end, when you look at the additions and subtractions, I, I think it's a small upgrade. For the Atlanta Braves this offseason, mainly with the addition of Sean Murphy. I think it makes them a better all-around team with what he can do just in a game to help you win a ball game. It's not it's not the biggest off-season in the world. I'm not gonna try to sugarcoat it like this team is so much better than they were going into the offseason, but something again have to remind you of this team was already really good going into the offseason, there wasn't much you really had to do with almost all the position player group locked up, the starting ro- rotation for the most part locked up. You have Ian Anderson and Mike Soroka battling for the fifth spot in your rotation, and I know they've had their struggles both you know with on-field performance and injury-wise, but I think a lot of teams would be happy going into the year with those two guys battling for the fifth spot in the rotation. They're not battling for the first, second, third, fourth spot they're battling for the fifth spot, and if they don't win it, you got guys behind them as well who are ready to step up. So Braves were in a really good position coming into the offseason. Yes, the biggest needs weren't addressed, but I still think Alex Anthopoulos found a way to make this team better going into 2023. And then also, there's the extension of Sean Murphy as well. Six years, $73 million with a seventh-year club option. So, that's the offseason to this point. Again, there are still you know a couple months left before the season actually begins, but less than a month before spring training begins. We don't usually see too many big moves happen during that time. So I think for the most part, Alex Anthopoulos' work is done. I'm going to take another break, come back, and give you my offseason grade. I also want to go through some of your grades as well that you provided on Twitter. We'll talk about those next. So looking at the offseason for Alex Anthopoulos and the Atlanta Braves, I'm going to give this a grade of a B minus. Like I said before, I believe the team is marginally better than they were going into the offseason, but not addressing shortstop, not addressing left field. I mean, those were your two biggest priorities coming into the season now. Again, maybe it has been addressed internally in the form of Von Grissom. That's something we don't know. And if we come into spring training and Von Grissom, you know, looks like the next Audie Smith at shortstop, and he continues to have the good bat to ball skills that we know he will have, then you know you can check that off your list. But we just don't know. And I'm a little surprised that Alex Anthopoulos at least hasn't gone out to find another veteran shortstop to either be there as insurance or just to add depth. And maybe that's Orlando Arcia, and maybe that's how he views Arcia, But I still wouldn't mind seeing him go out and getting a Jose Iglesias to be some insurance, uh, you know, to push upon Grissom, or if Grissom's not ready, or just to have some depth on the bench. I would not mind seeing a move like that still. I don't know that it wouldn't necessarily change my grade of the offseason because, again, it wouldn't be a – a huge, you know, significant boost. Same thing if he went out and signed Adam Duvall tomorrow. I don't think it would necessarily change my opinion of the offseason because that's not a, a huge move. It would be, you know, a huge move would be trading for Brian Reynolds or trading for Hassan Kim. That would change my grade probably from a B to a B. But, you know, those were your biggest needs. They haven't been addressed, but. I do think he has found ways to try and make this, or to make this team better going into 2023. And look, I think his hands are tied a little bit, and we knew this going in because of some mistakes in the past, the signing of Ozuna, you know, to agree even the signing of Rosario, although you couldn't see, couldn't see the injury coming to him where he just couldn't see the baseball. But those two signings in particular really kind of handcuffing Alex Anthopoulos and what he can do this offseason and then the market just absolutely blew up on Dansby Swanson to a point where his price just got completely out of range with what the Braves felt comfortable paying so again those two things kind of out of his control but still needs that were not addressed so I want to take a look at some of your comments on Twitter and the grades that you gave Alex Anthopoulos this offseason because always good to hear from you as a listener and let uh, you chime in on what we're talking about. Um, got 28 comments on the Twitter post, so I may not get to all these. John Magel says, B-plus, have some holes, but partially due to mistakes in past years, kind of like what I just mentioned. Um, Braves Patriot says, B-minus, left field, a possible issue, unproven shortstop that I'm actually okay with. Uh, Chris Shaffey says, probably a B-plus, improve the bullpen and bench and catching position. Um Q says, or G says, uh, a definite B solely based off the Murphy trade. Huge question marks left at shortstop and left field. E Goldie says, solid B. He solidified an already really good bullpen and added the second best catcher in MLB. Not a lot of holes to be filled, but this team is better heading into 2023. Daniel Poole says, a C plus. Jared Bickery gives it a D. That's a tough grade there. Um. Gus says, I give it a B plus. Still think he's the best GM in the game by far. Slightly bigger upgrade to left field would have been ideal, but it does seem like hands were tied here with Rosario Zuna. It's like you guys listen to me. Uh, Jason says, C+. Plus. He did the bulk of his work during last season. If the understanding is that he is going with Grissom at shortstop, he didn't grab a left fielder. I think that's one thing for me, too. Like, If you're going to go with Grissom at shortstop, and I believe I said this going into the offseason, if you're going to go with Grissom at shortstop, that's fine. but if you were going to do that, I felt like you had to make a big splash in left field, you know, get a Michael Conforto, even a Mitch Hanniger, you know, go after somebody that you feel like can be a solid everyday left fielder and that you can put in the middle of your order. And he he wasn't able to do that. To me, that's one of the bigger failures of the offseason. And I do think it's a lot because his hands are tied with the money that's due to Eddie Rosario, Marcelo Suna, and the fact that those contracts are just unmovable at this moment um says i think the offseason gets a solid b disappointing not to upgrade left field at all while downgrading at shortstop at least for 2023 uh, assuming you know von grissom perhaps gets better uh, keith Connolly says pick up andrews while grissom learns shortstop and profar for left is how he would finish off the offseason chelsea yada yada says b minus overall um but an a minus money wise Ben Finnergan, I thought we needed to upgrade shortstop starting pitching in left field. We didn't find solid answers to any of those. Still lots of questions, so minus. a C-. Double-A Alex says, B-. minus. He upgraded a position we had depth at already. He let another franchise player walk, but he made solid upgrades to the pin. Roger Doss, I'd give him a B, but if he turns in his missing work, he could bring it up to an A-. Uh, Chris Baker. I'm on the B train. I think where opportunities for left field and or shortstop and nothing came of it. Jason Langley gives him a B. Joshua Daniels says B minus left field worries me. Arcea and Grissom can handle short. Uh, again, kind of what I've alluded to earlier. If you were going to go with the combination of Grissom and Arcea at short, I feel like you really needed to work hard to try to make a big upgrade in left field. Uh, Aegon says B minus Murphy Trey was great despite losing Contreras. Bullpen addition should be really solid, not upgrading shortstop, left fielder, or starting pitch. Him pitching is a bit worrisome. BA brave, solid B. If they add an established bat in left field, it would be a slam dunk. A, I think that's kind of where I am as well. If you went out and got an established left fielder, I could easily upgrade it to an A offseason. Again, there's not much you had to do going into the offseason, but really felt like you had to make a big splash at one of those positions, shortstop or left field. Uh, Tide, BB Films Supplier says B. Chris, 1414, says I give him a D this offseason, worst offseason I can think of since the Dallas Keigel year. Man, tough, tough words there from Chris, 1414. Rex Green says A+, it's the first A+, I've seen. Ron Chung says C+, C John Schiller, B+. Uh, Chris Hendricks, I can still see them adding Duvall. I hope they d- do, and he gave him an A minus because of the bullpen depth without breaking the bank. So those were all the comments on Twitter. Thank you so much for sending in your grades. If you're listening on the replay on YouTube, let me know what your grade for this past offseason in the comment section. Uh, I wanted to jump to the chat section as well, just for a minute, see if we had any others there who wanted to chime in with their their grades for this offseason and see what kind of questions we have. Spencer Thompson says, do you agree with the Braves holding Acuna out of the WBC, and will that hurt the relationship between him and the club? I'm waiting to get a little bit more information on this from one of the Braves reporters. I have not seen that yet. If you have, please let me know in the comment section. Um, but I have seen it obviously recorded in, reported in other places, the fact that Acuna wants to play in the WBC, and apparently the Braves told him, No, Um, look, the Braves gave him the okay to play 10 games in the Venezuelan League, which I thought was pretty nice of them to do, um, considering he is their franchise player. Uh, In order for them to be good, they need him healthy. Um, This is a business, and it's in the best interest of the Atlanta Braves to not let Ronald Acuna Jr. play during the offseason when it's up to them. That being said, as a pure fan, I really, really wish they would let him play. I think the WBC is pretty cool, especially to see the way other countries approach it and the passion that they play with. And I, I think it's a, I think it's a marketing thing for the Braves as well. You look at, you know, the international prospect that the Braves just signed, Luis Guinepa. Um, I'm going to get that name right eventually, but Outfielder from Venezuela. I mean, they're looking up to Ronald Acuna Jr. They see what he's doing. They want that. And because of that, I'm sure some of them want to play for the Braves because that's who Ronald Acuna Jr. plays for. So I think it could still be a really good thing for the Braves to you know, allow him to do that, to play on that stage, to bring that attention to Ronald Acuna Jr., which you know, at the same time brings attention to the Atlanta Braves. Look, if he wasn't coming off a major injury in a year where you know he was up and down with injuries all throughout, then maybe it's a different story. But this is a very important year for Ronald Acuna Jr. to get back to full health, to get back to that MVP level. So I understand it from both sides, and I'm glad you, you brought this up, uh, Spencer, because I've been wanting to talk about it. But like I said, I've kind of been waiting for some other sources to come out uh, to discuss it as well, but I can see both sides. I, I would, as a fan, I definitely want to see him play, even as a Braves fan, and I want him, you know, healthy for the Brave season. But I really want to see him in that World Baseball Classic. But from the Braves' perspective, it's a business, and it's in the best interest of their business for him to be healthy and ready to go for the season. Now, does that hurt relationships between him and the club? It can't be great. Uh but I, I think he's gotta understand a little bit as well where the Braves are coming from. And, you know, hopefully the trade-off of you know giving him the okay to play originally five games in the Venezuelan League and then upping that to ten, hopefully that helps smooth things over a little bit. But I'm sure he's not happy about it. And I know he's gone to Instagram to kind of voice his displeasure, not against the Braves. He he blamed it against MLB, but you know, ultimately that comes down to the Braves. Um, Lee Rollins says, I think the biggest question mark is now the starting rotation. Too many pitchers need bounce back. I can see that being true with Charlie Morton, Mike Soroka, and Ian Anderson needing bounce back. You know, perhaps there's some regression with Spencer Strider and Kyle Wright. I'm not saying that, although I have mentioned it with Kyle Wright and why there could be some regression. I I don't necessarily believe that in Spencer Strider, but it was just an amazing year. It's kind of hard to predict him doing that again. Uh, Ag seven says Duvall supposedly close to signing with Boston. Um, you know, best to him. Uh, again, I think it would be a solid addition to bring back to the Braves, but nothing that would change my grade of this offseason. Joseph Greenwell, I think that Hilliard and/or Luple will have a good season. I think the Braves are certainly hoping uh, that as well. Aj seven mentioned you forgot uh, Luke Litke on your additions list. That is a good. Catch there as well. Thank you for catching me on that. Dennis Santana as well. You're you're right. There are so many good additions that Alex Anthopoulos made to the bullpen this offseason. Luke Litke from the Yankees and Dennis Santana as well. I thought were really solid additions and players that I'm excited about for this upcoming season. Chris Cason, it seemed every team that attempted to steal versus last season was able to steal the bag with ease and absolutely love the Murphy pickup. It is going to be certainly big. Um, Doc's card Shoemaker not making any run at shortstop. We've talked about this a couple of times now. I I, I talked about Braden Shoemaker on a Minors Monday a couple of weeks ago. If you want to go back and give that a listen, Braden Shoemaker's never been a prospect I've been high on. Now I think he could be a solid bench player, and he has the defensive versatility that I think will get him to the big league level. I don't see him becoming an everyday shortstop, and I don't think he's going to factor into this battle for shortstop for the Braves this coming up season. However, if you were to go with Arcia as your shortstop and send Grissom to the minors, I could see them and he'd have to earn it in spring training and show it. I could see them putting Braden Shoemaker on the bench as, you know, a defensive utility guy who can come in and play multiple positions. So I think there's a role for Braden Shoemake long term. I've never viewed him as an everyday player. Matthew Brittingham says, I say Darno should be the DH instead of Ozuna Rosario. I certainly agree. We've talked about that as well. Right now, going into the season, he is the best hitter. However, I don't think Brian Snickers is going to want to do that too often with Travis Darno and have his both of his catchers in the lineup too often. And I think he, I think he's going to give Ozuna and Rosario a chance, especially early on the season, in the season to see what they can do. So they're on the roster; they're going to play. Yes, Darno is probably the better hitter and deserves those at, those at bats. But I just feel like they're going to give them to Ozuna and Rosario early on to see what they can do, and then kind of go from there. A-G-7, I expect Grissom to be the shortstop, but if he stumbles, gets option, and Arcia wins it, who is the backup infielder? I think that's why Adrianza signed on a minors deal because Shoemaker is the only other infield on the roster, and that's what we just talked about with Shoemaker. I think that's why they protected him on the 40-man roster because there is a lack of up-the-middle depth on the major league, on the 40-man roster, and at the minor league level. So, yes, getting Adrianza signed on a minor league deal, adding Braden Shoemaker to the 40-man roster – all in an effort to have some security there in case Grissom stumbles or Arcia, and they need to go somewhere else, or one of them gets injured. So yes, those two guys, Hoy Park as well, uh, a guy they signed DFA'd, and then were able to outright uh, to Gwinnett. So they've gotten a little bit of depth there. It's not great in my opinion, but they have done made a couple of moves this off season, off season in order to create some up the middle depth. JL Six says, I believe a B++, a lot of what he needed to do was done other than locking in a shortstop, but other trades and et cetera overall. think we will have a strong and above par lineup and good matchups against any teams. Yes, this is a, a winning team. It's a winning lineup. Jordan Bulldogs Will says, B-minus, losing our potential franchise shortstop and losing a good catcher. Uh, H-I-C-H-C-O-C says, D-minus, uh, does not agree that this team, that they had a good offseason a uh, couple more here uh josh ghetto if you consider the extension this year as part of the offseason, it's an easy a otherwise probably a b minus c plus and that's probably a good point as well and i did mention i did mention the extension it you know yeah i think it plays into it and if you're gonna do that then you can mention the extensions that happen during the season and if you mention the extensions that happen during the season i think you got to give alex Anthopoulos an a plus but we're just talking about moves that were done since the season ended lex rawling says i think the great is a c as in we shall see and that's certainly with the shortstop position we got to see what happens with Vaughn grissom he is you know a key in all this if he is the answer at shortstop then you taken care of that but if not then you've gone through a whole off season that had some really good shortstops available and you dr- didn't address a very premium position james saunders says we can't send grissom down already can we Um, He has options left, if that's what you're alluding to. So he certainly could be sent down to AAA if he needs more seasoning. JL6, I believe RCA defense and arm strength makes him a great choice at shortstop. Be solid there. He wasn't great defensively in Milwaukee, but can certainly handle it. Eddie Buckley says, Max Reed is DH. I haven't thought about this yet, but would love to see that happen. Love Max Reed at the plate. Chris Kaysen, I don't want to see Adrianza at all. He is just mad. I understand he a back, he's a backup's backup, but get someone else younger, someone who can pop off and become great. I don't know about that, but like I said earlier, I wouldn't mind seeing them get in Jose Iglesias or an Elvis Andrews who could create some more depth and some insurance at the shortstop position because, yeah, they have the depth in Adrianza and Park and Shoemaker, but it's not good depth in my opinion. And that's the one thing that worries me going into the season is the depth that this team has or rather the lack of good depth that they they don't have right now final one here double a 3403 isn't there a way to send him down without using an option or does it automatically get used so each year player starts the season with so many options uh if you have two options you use one at any point during the year then you you lose that option for that season so, I don't know how many off the top of my head Von Grissom has, but say he had two and you option them this year, then he would only have one option year left. So you could option him again next year, but then that would be it. If you option him again, then you would have to designate him for assignments. So, Uh, He actually has three minor league options left. So plenty of options there. It's the same thing. Even Mike Soroka and Ian Anderson, they have options left. So if they don't make that fifth starter spot out of spring training, you can send either of them down and not have to worry about DFAing them. All right, that'll do it for this episode of Locked On Braves. A long one there, but a good one. I appreciate all your comments on Twitter and in the chat section. A good discussion on the offseason. And maybe it's not done. Maybe Alex Anthopoulos has another move or two up his sleeve, certainly would love to see that. But I think overall right now, it's a solid B minus. The team's a little bit better than they were going into the offseason, but nothing certainly significant and not a lot that needed to be due to, to be done. Um, All right, I'm losing words, so I'm going to get out of here. Again, appreciate you for making Lockdown Braves your first listen. Now go make your second listen to the Lockdown MLB Prospects podcast, where host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. Again, thanks for listening. Make sure that you follow us on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. Follow me at shortstopball. Also make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to the Lockdown Braves podcast wherever you get your podcast. and we will talk to you next time.